Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Hi again. On this podcast, we're going to be continuing the journey into the nine core leadership skills that are at the heart of everything I do in my work. We previously looked at becoming your best self in leadership skill one which was predominantly focused on how you think about yourself and the importance of thinking about yourself in positive and empowering ways. We're now still gonna be focusing on you, but this time it's how you see yourself. Now, as I've said before, I think self-leadership is the foundation piece for an effective leader. You can't lead other people, you can't lead your organization unless you can lead yourself first. So we're gonna stay examining how you lead yourself first. And I said, this one in particular is uh, looking at how you see yourself as a leader. As you know, we talk about how you think, see and do in relation to you, yourself and your organization. And this particular podcast, the specific focus is on how you see yourself. And that is your leadership identity. Now, whether you've particularly spent time reflecting on the kind of leader you are, the the leader you want to be, you will have a leadership identity by by the very nature of being in a leadership role and the way that you act and behave and the values that you hold. I wanted to return to a theme I've spoken about before about whether leaders are born or made. I think you may remember I sat on the fence a little bit with this. I think there are certain genetic traits people are born with that can be effective as a leader. Um, But I'm very much on the side of the fence that says, your leadership skills, you can work on, grow and develop all the time. I think you need to start off by examining why you're in a leadership role. Why do you want to lead? Why is it important to you to be a leader? Because I think getting to the heart of that, I've actually seen people in my, particularly my career in technology, and you may relate to this, where people have grown and developed in their particular technical skills, and then they've been put into a leadership role as part of their career progression. But leading people, being a leader, was not something that was ever really something that appealed to them. So I think you need to make a conscious choice about leadership. And I think you need to understand why you're in that leadership role, why you want to make a difference as a leader. Now, in terms of your leadership identity, it's good to examine where you are. And we're going to come to that in a moment. But it's also really important to have a future focus. And part of that, for me, is... Who are the leaders that you admire? And what is it that you admire about them? Leadership is a very broad, in my opinion, is a very broad term. This could be people who you observe in business, in politics, but it also could be in your personal life, in music and in the arts and in sport. I'd ask you to do one exercise which I've asked leaders to do in the past, and that is to think about three leaders that you admire. And they could be from any of those areas that I've just mentioned. And then I want you to think about and reflect on three of the characteristics, traits or values that you see in that leader that really drives you to admire them, I guess. The reasoning behind why you admire them. And, you know, when I've done this exercise before, people have picked grandfathers, musicians, etc. If I'm honest, actually, one of the people that I hugely admire, both as a musician and also in terms of the way he was so inspirational in in that he was a leader in the musical industry was Prince. Because I think he was a leader. I think he was groundbreaking, not only his music, but the way he did things. You all have your own individuals from all those different areas, politics, business, arts, etc., personal life. 
But pick three leaders and pick three elements of those leaders that you admire. Now, they're a good reflection piece because one of the things that I'm going to stress to you that I think is important is to understand your values as a leader. In fact, your values as a human being. What is it that drives you as a human being? What is it that would be a red flag if you found out you were behaving in ways that were not in line with those particular values or characteristics? Because I think being very clear about, yes, the person that you are at the moment, but particularly the person that you aspire to be. And that's why looking at the leaders you admire and those three traits for each of them, they will start to bring out the kind of traits that either are part of the way you behave as a leader now, or they're part of the traits that you want to hold in the future. But I think it is incredibly important to define these quite clearly. And then drilling down from this. Now, many of you will come across you know, organisational values. And one of the great issues I have with organisational values is that when companies define them, they don't necessarily live them. We'll have all maybe gone through this exercise of seeing companies that have values on their website, but probably most of the employees in the business aren't even aware of them. So I always say with organisations themselves, I think it's important to do the piece beneath that, which is to start to examine the kind of behaviours that will demonstrate the characteristics, values, traits that you want to see all across, both within the organisation outside. As a leader, we're talking more specifically about you here, you need to think about these traits, characteristics, values that you hold very dear and are very important to you in terms of your path, your growth as a leader. But then you need to think about what are the behaviours that will demonstrate those values. You know, we can all have values like honesty, trust, you know, whatever it might be, knowledge. But what are the behaviours that you're going to conduct on a, on a regular basis that will reinforce those values? You know, what does honesty mean for you? as a leader what will you be doing there you know for honesty for you it may be complete and utter transparency with your people on a daily basis honesty may be for you that you share the vision of the company and where it's going honesty may be that you share some of your mistakes and weaknesses you need to start thinking about the behaviors and how you define at the next level under those leadership values that you hold dear and when i talk about your leadership identity and your values and behaviour. Be aware also that you have flexibility within your role as a leader. I've come across some leaders over the years who feel that they maybe just have to adopt one particular style. They have to be very directive or they have to be very democratic and that is the one style that they have to actually hold dear as a leader. Now my own view is that it's really good to be flexible around your leadership styles. There is a great piece by Daniel Goleman who wrote the book on emotional intelligence, but he's also spoken about six different styles of leadership, you know, moving right the way through from being directive to being more emotionally engaged with your people, to coaching them, to being democratic, to being visionary, all of these kind of styles. And it's how you flex across the styles that's important because it may be in a situation of crisis, you need to be more directive. But if there are issues with your people, people are unsettled, maybe there's some difficult things going on, you may need to be more emotionally in tune with your people. So understand that identity doesn't mean fixing on one particular style. Identity is more the core of who you are, the values that that are important to you and the behaviours that support that. And I also think it's interesting to talk about one particular theme, 
which is we started right at the beginning of this podcast talking about whether great leaders are born or made. Another interesting question I've been posed over the years is, are great leaders more inclined to be extroverted or introverted? Hey, and in customary style, you know, I think I'm going to sit on the fence again with this one because our natural inclination would be to say that great leaders would be more extroverted in nature. They're more sociable. They like to be around people, etc. But interestingly, many of you may have come across the book by John Collins, Good to Great, about leadership. And a lot of the research found that actually the most effective leaders were more introverted in nature. Now, the reasoning behind that was that they were more inclined to take a back seat and let their people take the accolades for the work that was done, the things that were achieved, and that they saw their role in a more supportive way. And I think this ties very much with the notion of servant leadership, which you may have come across as well. I think that's a, I really like this concept about leaders not being necessarily at the top of the tree, like the, the sort of vision we have from the army and wars and what have you, the leaders leading their troops, but more the idea that as a servant leader, you are there to support your people because your people are more likely to be on the front line, dealing with your customers, dealing with other departments, etc. For you, it's more about being in a servant role. And I think this ties with this idea that introverts can make better leaders. Now, I said right at the beginning of that piece that I'm going to sit on the fence really because actually in my coaching and training work over 10 years plus that I've been doing this and actually in corporate life before that as a leader, I've found that I've seen great leaders who are both, who are both extrovert and introvert. So again, if you are more introverted in nature, don't feel that as part of this leadership identity that we're talking about defining here, that you think, I need to be more extrovert in nature. Now, it may mean that you do need to engage more socially with people and that's something that isn't particularly a comfort zone or something that inspires you greatly. But I think if you are more naturally introverted, don't feel you've got to completely transform that part of your character. Again, when we're defining this leadership identity, so far we've been talking about reflecting on who you are at the minute, looking at the people that you admire, thinking about the behaviours that will support the values that are really important to you as part of this leadership identity. One of the things you might want to consider is what has made you proud when it's been said about you in the past, in your leadership role. Could be one of your employees has said something really positive, somebody else who's a peer in the organisation, your own boss may have said things about you. But what is it that makes you proud? Because again, if that's been said about you in the past and it resonated with you, again, that's very likely that's an important characteristic or value that you hold dear and something that you want to keep at your core as your part of your leadership identity. And also future pace that. Think about what kind of things, if they've not been said about you now, what would it be great to have said about you in the future in terms of your role as a leader? What would make you really proud there? Because I love that question because it really starts to make you think about how you want to be seen. Okay, and that's what we're talking about today. How you want to be seen as a leader. Now, we've been talking a lot about looking towards the future, about growing as a leader, about looking at the traits that you want to develop and grow. It's also good to reflect about where you are now. And, and for that, there is the diagnostic on our uh, website, theleadershiptrainingworkshop.com, that you can go and access for free, which will give you a high level view across the nine leadership skills that we sort of talk about on the podcast. 
But you may wish to do some deeper digging on this and look at psychometric tests. And there's a test that I use with my one-to-one clients and on training courses. Um, but looking at your personality currently, are you more extrovert in nature? Are you more introverted? Are you a completer finisher? Are you somebody who is more of a thinker than a feeler? All those kind of characteristics that you look at and getting a good idea of who you are now. So you may wish to seek out some psychometric tests that would work for you on those levels. There's Myers-Briggs, DISC, all those sort of things. So if you work with me, there's my own independent tool that I use to help people dig into that. And it's also looking at things like what are the behaviours or parts of your personality that constrain you at the minute? Are you somebody who lacks confidence in your role and you need to work on that? Because this is the thing. By actually assessing where you are now, you can start to see the things you need to work on. This is not about focusing on constraints and limitations and thinking that you are in prison with those for the rest of your life as a leader. It's actually about identifying the things that you need to work on. And if you're brave enough to do this, you may want to seek 360 degree feedback. Now, some organizations do this officially as part of the sort of performance management appraisal process. But when I was working at a big corporate organization in the past, we didn't do this, but I took it upon myself when I was in the technical area to ask the whole of my team to give me feedback. I gave them a set of questions, both sort of free format and actually sort of quantitative questions about how I was performing in my leadership role. How was I leading them? Because if you don't ask your people, then that's a real trick you're missing because you're not finding out a wealth of information about how you're coming across as a leader. Now, prepare yourself for it because all feedback won't necessarily be positive. There'll be some stuff that you may not like the sound of. So I guess only go into this if you are prepared to get feedback that is on both sides, really. But you can learn a hell of a lot for it and I would, I would encourage you to do that because it will give you an idea of the things that you need to work on as well, as well as doing the sort of individual psychometric kind of test of self-reflection. Now, building this leadership identity. So we have been looking at both what the leader you aspire to be, the leader you are, the, the constraints, limitations that you have. I would encourage you then, as I say, to see your path as a leader as being one of growth. You can go away and work on these things that are either skills you don't have at the moment, constraints, values that you don't fully possess, you like to possess. But go away, do some reading, go on webinars, go to training events, get a coach. I would say that anyway, wouldn't I? But I've had coaches myself all the way through the time I've been running my own business. Don't try and do this completely on your own without actually tapping into knowledge and tapping into people who can support and help you improve. On this podcast then, we've been looking at how you see yourself. On this journey around the nine skills we're looking at, leadership skill two, looking at your leadership identity, who you are, how you behave, but more importantly then, who you're looking to become more and more as a leader and how can you do that? Now, I would say to you that have faith that if you aren't the leader that you want to be at the minute, you will never 100% be the finished article as a leader. But you can continue to keep growing. And the one thing I would encourage you to do, and this is what I do in my one-to-one coaching work with, with leaders, is every, whatever time period you want to use, I would typically say every quarter. You can do it more frequently than that. But 
put yourself together a form of plan about what you're going to work on. Maybe it's a particular skill you want to develop. Maybe it's your time management and organisation or your planning or it's your emotional intelligence skills. Maybe it's your empathy skills and how you enable yourself to understand what's going on in somebody else's world. It could be a variety of things, but reflect and go through all these areas we've been talking about on the podcast and then focus on some particular skills, traits, characteristics that you want to work on. And then have a plan to work on it but after a period of three months, I'm suggesting every quarter, stop again. Remember this thing about not getting your head down, just doing and important to take time out to reflect and look at your thinking, look at how you see things. Take some time out to reflect and examine how you've been doing on that journey in terms of improving those characteristics, those skills, those traits, etc. And this isn't an exercise in beating yourself up. If it's been a difficult quarter and you've got pulled in all sorts of directions, but this is a chance to refocus. But also celebrate the growth that's gone on in the last quarter. Even if it hasn't quite been the growth you wanted, if you've seen certain improvements in the particular areas that you were looking to focus on, celebrate that. Build on it. And continue to recalibrate. Build yourself another plan for the next quarter. If you haven't made much progress, it may be pretty much the same one you had in place for this quarter. But see this leadership identity piece, not as fixed in time, but one that you are going to work on, develop and grow. Be aspirational in your view of yourself as a leader. As always, I'd be fascinated to hear any comments you've got on this whole piece around leadership identity and look forward to examining the other seven leadership skills, along with the variety of other podcasts that we'll be doing over the whole programme. My name's Tony Brooks, and I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.